Hello, welcome to Now and Then. I'm Karen Pascal, the Executive Director of the Henry Nowen Society, and I am with Sister Sue Mosteller. Sister Sue was a dear friend of Henry Nowen's, someone who worked with him, someone who uh, enjoyed his company at L'Arche Daybreak, where they both uh, uh, were there for 10 years. Sue, I would like to ask you what it felt like, first of all, to have just Henry in your everyday life. Was he a, was he a good friend? Oh, yes. It, it took time, but we became friends. And uh, yes, we be, I, I would say we were uh, very good friends. It was challenging also because we were very different. Um, and we worked together, so that made our, uh, you know, our encounters more more than what most people would have. And uh, but, uh, you know, he was just this most beautiful man. And of course, I can talk very positively about him now that he's gone. <laughs> I wish I had been as kind when he was here. <laughs> but um, he was wonderful to work with. He was very uh, humble. He was listening. He uh, he was so pastoral, and his heart's desire was just to help people to grow and to deepen. And uh, this was a quality that just touched me so much that uh, whoever he spoke to, he was interested in them as a person, but as a person on a human journey. And he was really he, he made himself there to listen as a shepherd who wants to give them a affirmation uh, for the journey, who wants to nourish them and help them on their way, and who wants to, when they're in crisis, reach out to keep them from danger. And uh, so these qualities were very, very dear to me. I, I really, I loved him in a very uh, deep way, I would say, yeah. Now he clearly saw your giftedness. You're a writer as well, and he did he draw you out? Did he encourage you? Did he want you to read his work and critique it? What what, what was your kind of relationship over writing? Well, I mean, he was very very encouraging. Although I am not a writer, I I like to tell stories, and that's what I can write. But I don't make things up in my head. So he he was able to articulate some of these experiences that were marvelous and deep. So we didn't, uh, but uh, he gave me all his stuff to read before he published it, and he gave it to a number of people. I was not the only one. And he was really open to feedback. The other thing that he was so generous was, well, the most generous person I ever met in my whole life with everything, his money, his car, his goods, his everything. It was just for anybody who needed or wanted it. But he also uh, wanted to share his ministry. So from a very early moment, uh, when he was invited 60 invitations a week or so to go and give talks and do things, he began to take people from daybreak with him, people with disabilities and the assistants. And he would invite them to speak about their life at daybreak, and he would bring them right into the audience and have them on the stage and work with him. And he, he invited me very closely into that ministry. I did lots of retreats and things with him. And uh, we traveled together to do talks and, and things like that. So he was not... Uh, needing to just have center stage by himself. He he really generous, generous, open, easy, happy to have people with him and including people. And 
his friends, his, I want to say his 1,200 closest friends, because he had a million friends, uh, <laughs> that his friends that came to visit him in droves at daybreak, he didn't take them off to a corner by himself. The first thing he did was put them at the dinner table in one of the houses, and he'd be someplace else. And they were just sitting there scared to death and not knowing what to do, but he just wanted them to know the community. He wanted to share the community with them. So we got to know so many of his friends, which has been such an asset since his death, because those friendships continue, and people are very, very wonderful. Now, Henry died very suddenly. Uh, September 21st, 1996. Nobody was anticipating that he would die, least of all you, Sue. Correct. And when the will was read, you were in for a surprise. <laughs> what did you discover? Well, uh, we had had to practically force him to get to make a will. We kept saying, you're flying all over the world, and you have all these people all in all these different countries and friends and assets and things like that. We don't know what's yours, what's theirs. We have no idea. And you better just get it settled because it's not fair to us if, if we have to pick up any of the pieces. So sure enough, it's what happened. And he died very suddenly. And uh, it took us several years to, I mean, it was all over. But anyway, he had left beautiful will. And... Um, so I had to go through it the morning of his death to find something for the people in Holland because he died in Holland and they were calling us. And so I was looking for what they were asking for and all of a sudden I saw my name and I said, oh, that's nice, Henry left me something. I don't know why, but I didn't stop to read it. So I went on and I found the stuff and, and everything. Anyway, later someone said, well, you know you're in Henry's will. I said, that's right, my name was there. And they said, yeah, you're the literary executrix of his estate. And I said, what does that mean? And they said, well, you know, all his papers and letters and things like you're responsible for all, all of that. So uh, needless to say, that was a surprise not being so literary myself. I, uh, what we, an we started, inheritance. Yes. Yeah. What an inheritance. But it, what a gift. I mean, yeah. what a gift. So it, it has been a gift for so for 20 years I've been involved in it. I'm not uh, responsible today for anything because I've retired from all of it. But there are some wonderful people, especially Karen, who are uh, <laughs> looking after the legacy today. And uh, Henry had published 40 books. We, we took 100 boxes of papers from Yale University. We had 100 boxes in our basement. We hired the most wonderful archivist, Gabrielle Earnshaw, who worked for 16 years cataloging everything in the Kelly Library at St. Michael's. And today we have a collection that's beautiful, uh, 16,000 letters that Henry received and 8,000 letters that we have collected since his death. And uh, so things are beginning to be published now out of the archives, and uh, this is a great, great asset. Yeah. Well, Sue, you, you were the right person for that job. You treasured it. Uh, I'm sure you resented it at some <laughs> point. I once heard the line that, you know, if you'd known what he was going to do, you would have killed him. <laughs> but it was a little late. But, but here is this treasury of, as you said, papers, documents, original manuscripts, loads of pictures, all sorts of things. And we would encourage you, you know, this is a place you can go online and you can connect with them. It's the Henry J. M. Nowen uh, Archive. Archive and uh, Research Center at the University of Toronto St. Michael's College in the Kelly Library. 
um, or just connect with us at henrynowen.org and we will connect you there because there's some wonderful, wonderful materials to research and see, talks to listen to. Um, and thank you, Sue, for being with me today and, and just for sharing insights into how you and Henry Nowen uh, were friends for life and beyond life. Thank you. Thank you.